Stampede. Garner is in 187, recorded 6 11 2023. you're going to escape the recession, you may be right. Our politicians will never admit to that happening, especially before an upcoming presidential election. The politicians will say our economic conditions are strong. And if there's a temporary financial aberration in the system, it's still on solid ground, and there's nothing to worry about. Sure, there may be a few bank failures along the way, but that's nothing new. Even a little inflation can help stimulate new growth in emerging markets. And if it appears there are more protests in the streets, well, that's every American's constitutional right. And besides, Americans like to protest for just about anything. But there's nothing to worry about because our country's law enforcement agencies and the judicial system can guarantee the safety of America's citizens. You see, the people who are in power will make sure there isn't going to be a recession because they'll give it a different name. When questioned, a 40-year veteran federal congressman facing TV cameras will say, What recession? You've got it all wrong. It's not a recession. It's a recovery. It's always been a recovery, a rebirth, a reinstitution of values. Not a recession. This country can't be bamboozled. 
by a handful of negative prognosticators. Progress and growth are around the corner, so don't you worry about a recession. It isn't happening, and it won't happen in the future. That's what the politicians will be saying, and of course, that's what they want the American people to believe. They can twist the facts because their jobs are at risk. They'll say the numbers don't lie. Maybe there's record low unemployment reported, but the people calculating the numbers are paid to keep the system looking like everything is all right, or even better than all right. They're part of the political machine to keep things rolling. our politicians will tell you there's nothing to worry about. They'll say there's nothing wrong if the government spends more money than the estimated 
gross domestic production in our country. And they'll try convincing everyone we can live that way for an undetermined length of time. They'll say no one, no country can prevent us from continuing to add debt to the federal government. So don't worry, we can keep printing as much money as we need or even want. The U.S. government can keep adding to the debt because there's nothing that can stop us. And that's what's been going on for the last 50 years. As a nation, we could buy all the energy we needed. We could buy cheap oil from other countries. We could supply our electrical grid with hydroelectric generation or nuclear power. We're able to produce an excess amount of food, so much so nearly 40% of all perishable food in supermarkets is sent to landfills, unsold, unused, as garbage. And of course, our banking system is second to none. Absolutely, we can keep adding to the government's debt because we've got everything covered. So this story is going to keep rolling right along and $32 trillion of debt won't mean a thing because 40 or even 50 trillion won't matter either. Yeah, like Jiminy Cricket used to sing, the world owes me a living. And those words seem to apply to our U.S. government. For some reason, our political leaders who are running our government believe the world owes America a living. Maybe that's because our debt is sold around the world. If I'm not mistaken, the People's Republic of China bought a little over a trillion dollars of U.S. securities in 2008 to prevent an international banking crisis brought on by mortgage-backed securities being bought and sold in derivative markets avoiding default. So China owns a trillion dollars of America's sovereignty. But they aren't the only ones. Mean all those sighs. 
the night that you told me those little white lies. I try, but there's no forgetting when evening appears. I sigh, but there's no regretting in spite of my tears. The devil was in your heart, but heaven was in your eyes. The night that you told me those little white So what if America has sold over $30 trillion of U.S. Treasury notes and bonds in order to pay for what it spends? What's the problem? So what if we're giving IOUs to everyone? So what if those obligations end up being worthless? No one or no country can do anything about it. So What if we go belly up and claim we can't pay down our debt? Who's going to do anything about it anyway? Forget about it. Nobody's coming to collect on our debt. In fact, we'll convince them to buy more of our debt because they need us to protect them. That's right. We may be a debtor country, but we tell the rest of the world what real capitalism is all about. Our current president tell Americans he's a capitalist. But you have to ask yourself, is capitalism a means of achieving wealth, or does it mean having historic debt? Eventually, when you go into debt, The generally accepted belief is you no longer have wealth, or put another way, you're poor. But this doesn't concern our politicians because they can say the U.S. government generates wealth by going into debt. They say our government is wealthy because it can produce as much debt as it likes, because our debt is creating wealth. Well, some people, maybe a lot of people, would say American society is wasteful, corrupt, violent, greedy, and the American people are uneducated. And some would say that isn't the measure of a wealthy society. It's the measure of an unhealthy society. America has permitted debt and consumerism to erode the values this country once believed in and has made us an unhealthy people. Some people will say we never were healthy because of our history with slavery and the taking of this land from Native Americans. But I'll never forgive 
what we've done in the name of capitalism. I don't want to get into the weeds talking about capitalism. I'm not a theorist. However, I will say this. I think it's become dangerous to the natural world. And that's painful to me because I like to think of myself as being a natural man, not part of the artificial world. I'm not entirely against capitalism. I see its corruptive practices, and not just what it does to nature, but what it also does to the human condition. It's pretty clear the lines drawn between those who have and those who don't are emphasized in the capitalist system. And maybe in the natural world there are winners and losers, but Corruption and greed aren't a part of that world. I admit the natural world can be ugly at times, but in beauty, nature can't be compared with what capitalism brings. Yes, I'm a natural man, and I'm proud to say I've seen beautiful things in nature's production of life. Of course, there are winners and there are those who lose in nature, but there is a balance, and greed and avarice aren't in that equation. Some would say I'm a communist, 
a socialist, or even worse, an anarchist. No, I'm none of those. I'm an artist whose only concern is with aesthetics. I want to hear what I think is beautiful, and I want to see what is beautiful, or what smells and tastes wonderful. And as such, I'm not a capitalist because making money may be beautiful to some people. In reality, it's a deception, and it makes some people do ugly things. No, the kind of violence we see today comes from a consumerist economy, the child of capitalism. And I find that an unhealthy way to live. Searching for what is beautiful in this life is far more important than spending all your time accumulating enough money to buy a $75,000 automobile. And if you can't get that 75000 some people will go out and steal it.
Well, the future of this country is secure in one respect. The politicians who tell you how much they love capitalism by producing the federal government's historic debt have to have a large number of law enforcement to protect the system. If something goes wrong, they'll need lots more policemen. They know the ups and downs of the capitalist system inevitably leads to trouble. Sure, capitalism can handle the daily mass shootings by individuals, but when big numbers of dissatisfied citizens gather, things could start to turn sideways. Police and maybe even military will have to be called up to put down any disturbances. So you can count on more of that for America's future. Things could get real ugly all at once. And it's not as if there's a shortage of guns in this country to turn a peaceful protest into an outright pitched battle with lots of bodies dying on the streets. If you weren't aware, this country is a violent place, and its cultural values are in large part based on violence. It's obvious a society that relies on violence for entertainment produces people willing to act on the fantasies they've watched. Young students who may actually now want to kill their fellow classmates, may in the future turn their violent impulses toward their teachers, authoritarian figures like teachers, policemen, judges, and political leaders will be the subjects of their desire to commit violence. The teaching profession in middle schools and high schools will start a new statistical listing. The number of teachers each year killed by their students, both by individual students or by groups of students. Teaching in the classroom may be considered one of America's more hazardous professions, listed in the category of violent crimes. No, I'm not a capitalist because it produces some very ugly things, and that's part of what is coming.
This week on Garner Isn't You first heard Henry Hall with The Music Goes Around and Around, a 1936 recording, followed by Ted Lewis, When My Baby Smiles at Me, a 1920 recording. Then you heard a cut from Earl Burtnett and his orchestra, Little White Lies, a 1930 release then Philip Glass's recording Facades for the movie The Apocalypse. Next, Marco Beltrani's composition for the iRobot theme, 2004. And to close, more of Philip Glass, Walk to School from the movie Tales from the Loop. Stampede, written and performed by Edward Garner in Morro Bay and Paso Robles, California.